Hello America, my name is Raymond Repass. It is August 21st, 2016. The episode is a day late and I apologize for that. That said, welcome to the American Loyalist, episode 3, Why I'm Voting Clinton. So, last week, I posted the second episode of the podcast, which explored the Republican candidates' checkered history with racism and racist organizations and racist individuals. I also posted a poll on my Twitter profile asking if a Trump presidency would lead to a rise of racism in America. Only six people decided to let their voices be heard, but all of them agreed that Trump becoming president would lead to a resurgence of overt racism in America. I certainly hope that more people decide to participate in future polls and decide to leave comments. After all, part of my purpose behind this show is giving voice to the American people. You certainly don't have to agree with my opinions uh, in order to share your own. Our individual right to believe what we want is one of our beautiful rights as Americans and we should use that freedom to open up lines of conversation between us rather than divide us. Now, I exercised my freedom of speech after posting the last week's episode by driving my point home. I started posting images of various uh, Trump supporters engaged in a variety of hateful activity These images included a man screaming at a military mother for criticizing Trump over his treatment of a Gold Star family, people proudly brandishing the Confederate flag at a Trump rally, and an elderly woman giving the Nazi salute at a Trump rally while wearing all kinds of Trump paraphernalia. I also took to heckling Fox News due to their support of the sometimes blatantly racist candidate, and things kind of blew up between a group of Trump supporters and myself. Here's what happened. Fox News posted a story about a man who rescued a woman and her dog from drowning in the recent floods down in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I watched the video and couldn't help but notice that this man, this hero, looked like he could either be or be descended from immigrants. 
immigration being such a hot-button topic this election year, I didn't want to miss the opportunity to call Fox News out, so I commented on the post with this. Hmm, that guy looks a lot like an immigrant or descendant from immigrants. Guess they're not all bad. What say you, Fox News? Now, anyone who has been following the elections, the candidates, and the media outlets that favor each candidate would be able to tell you that this comment was meant as a sarcastic jab against a news channel that leans to the far right and was run by the truly horrible Roger Ailes, who is currently about to be crucified for using his position and power to force women into unwanted sexual relationships. Now, quite a few people did uh, like the comment, demonstrating that they understood the message uh, behind it quite clearly. However, I received quite a bit of backlash, including comments from at Leah Love, who said, After watching this, this is the only comment you can think of? Wow, moral compass missing. Well, at Leia Love, allow me to address this. I was, in fact, one of the first people to retweet this story because it truly is an amazing video, and, as I said, this guy is a hero no matter his race, gender, sexual preference, or anything else, including his political views. And it's odd that you should accuse me of having a missing moral compass considering the candidate that Fox News and the spineless Republicans are choosing to back has a long history of a missing moral compass. Another reply was from at James Funk DC who states, I'm not an immigrant. I was born here. You pay for them, he's referring to my multiracial children, out of your own pocket then, not taxpayers. Now, to be clear, this sounds very much like at James Funk DC is claiming responsibility for saving this woman and her dog. Well, at James Funk DC, allow me to start by saying that you are a horrible human being. Just as horrible, if not more so, than Donald Trump. The man who rescued the woman and her dog was named David Fung. That's Fung with a PH and not an F. And guess what? That happens to be a Vietnamese surname with Korean and Chinese variations as well. I listened to an interview, and Mr. Fung does in fact sound to be native to the uh, U.S. South, not D.C., but... Uh, the fact that at James Funk DC would try to claim responsibility for this is completely despicable. Furthermore, assuming that taxpayers pay for my children because they are multiracial displays an amazingly high percentage of prejudice coursing through you. Now, on to at real Donald Trump. That's Donald with an M-O and not an N-A. I will admit that Mr. At Real Donald Trump was able to get a few uh, posts in without me realizing that I was not talking to the real Donald Trump. After all, he was using a similar profile picture and hitter as Donald Trump's account does. Um, 
at real Donald Trump has since blocked me, but he decided to claim that my comment to Fox News was racist. However, as I have pointed out, I have three multiracial Caucasian slash Hispanic children and am raising one full Hispanic child as my own. What I have not mentioned is that I have been working in my local community trying to get people from all walks of life to become engaged with the world around them, including trying to get them to vote for whoever they think is going to do the better job locally and nationally. In my area, many of these people I am engaged with are African American, and many of these people are in fact my friends. So... As promised, at Real Donald Trump, this episode is dedicated to you. However, I'm not going to rant and rave about you. Instead, I'm going to uh, turn my own question on myself. You see, I asked at Real Donald Trump why I should vote for the for the real Donald Trump, and the best answer that he gave me was that Donald Trump is the only presidential candidate to talk like a normal American. Well, if your idea of a normal American is a bigoted, spoiled brat son of a KKK member, I see your point. But that aside, I don't want a president that talks like the next guy. I want one that is going to stick up for the next guy, and Trump has a very long history of sticking up for himself only. Not to worry though, I will be answering this episode why you should vote for Hillary Clinton. But first, Donald Trump delivered a speech in Diamonddale, Michigan, in which he pleads for the African American vote. Here's the highlight you may have already heard. The inner cities of our country have been run by the Democratic Party for more than 50 years. Their policies have produced only poverty, joblessness, failing schools, and broken homes. It's time to hold Democratic politicians accountable for what they have done to these communities. At what point do we say enough? Now, I sat through and stomached the entire speech, and do you know what I did not hear? Not a single address of systemic racism, which just a couple weeks ago, the Department of Justice revealed in a report after investigating the the, uh, Baltimore Police Department. He never mentioned community outreach programs, youth programs, or even an apology for kicking an African-American man out of a Trump rally simply for wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt. What he did do was attack the Democratic Party, and Hillary in particular, blaming her for ISIS, which anyone who pays attention knows is a result of George W. Bush, various trade deals, Obamacare, and a litany of other items that don't actually address the African-American community. So, to answer Trump's question about what African-American voters have to lose on voting for Trump, how about electing a president that does not understand the African-American community, has been endorsed by Nazis and the KKK, or that has not once during his primary or so far in his general election campaign set foot in an inner city to deliver a single speech? 
As a matter of fact, this speech was delivered in a primarily white suburb with a crowd consisting of primarily white people. There were a few minorities mixed in and a couple even seated behind him. Yet, those seated behind him seemed fairly disengaged from this speech, for the most part, and I would not be the least bit surprised to find out they were paid to simply be there, not unlike extras in a movie. I could be wrong, though. Trump does demand a whopping 1% of the African-American vote nationwide, two, if, uh, two, if we're being generous, maybe... They were the handful of African-American voters in Michigan who do support him. In the entire state of Michigan, that is. But then again, maybe he would have been better off delivering this speech in Detroit and including some things that would actually be of benefit to the community rather than the same old crap he's been talking about. Like I said, Republicans, no matter how much you polish them, a turd is a turd. At this rally, Trump referred to himself as the quote-unquote agent of change. This is not the first time a Republican has tried to give themselves their own superhero name, though. Here's another great example from a Republican president. But I'm the decider. Oh, Bush, I still miss the stupid crap that comes out of your mouth on national television. Anyway, we have five candidates running for president this year. That's not including such candidates as these nuts, who is polling at 9% in North Carolina. I have made it no secret that I am voting for Hillary Clinton this year. What I have not revealed in full is why. So, at Real Donald Trump, here is an acceptable response to why someone should vote for a particular candidate. I am not registered as a Democrat or Republican, but as an unaffiliated voter. In my state, beautiful Maryland, that means I was not allowed to vote in the primaries, and I can't say that I would that I would have voted for Secretary Clinton if I were allowed. However, I can tell you that I will be voting for her this November. I grew up in a conservative Republican home with a father that had a racist and xenophobic worldview. My income is well below the poverty level even though I work 40 hours every week at a position above entry level. While I do not consider myself conservative, I do consider myself traditional. Everything about me says white working class, which places me right in the middle of Donald Trump's base voters. So, why then am I, your average working-class Joe, voting for Hillary? For starters, I'm working-class. I have spent my entire life working for being mistreated by and being underpaid by people exactly like Donald Trump. This is a man that, in just 30 years, has had over 4,000, or has been sued over 4,000 times, an average of 132 times per year. These lawsuits include hundreds of people being terminated from employment uh, unfairly, not being paid for their work, breaking contracts, not paying taxes, sexual harassment, and more. 
His companies have been described as paying low wages while employees are expected to work long hours with few benefits, if any. Donald Trump is not the kind of person I would want to work for, so why would I want to elect him to be the next president? When I met the mother of my children, she was a fiery illegal immigrant from El Salvador. She was not a drug dealer or a rapist. She was a short evangelical who loved her children more than anything else in the world. She wanted a better life for herself and her family, something she never would have been able to achieve living in a little cinder block house in El Salvador. She came to this country because she believed in the American dream, something that Donald Trump says is in danger but is very much alive in the hearts of people all over the world that don't have the freedoms or opportunities that we have. I am a gun owner owner, and strongly believe and appreciate my Second Amendment rights. However, I also have a child that, due to mental health reasons, should never be allowed to own a firearm. Yet, Thanks to loopholes in in firearm sales regulations and poor reporting between mental health professionals and law enforcement, it would be very possible for him to purchase one without a problem. I'm not saying guns should be taken away from citizens. I certainly don't want mine taken away under any circumstance. Knowing that one of my children could perpetrate the next Columbine or Sandy Hook, though, really emphasizes our country's need for common-sense gun laws. Furthermore, Trump's outright denial of climate change and global warming demonstrates a clear ignorance to the very sound science supporting it. The only reason the issue is still in debate is because lobbyists from big oil and other energy industries, along with the politicians they have in their pocket, pay off enough scientists to come up with harebrained excuses such as cow flatulation for be for build for uh, building up of for the buildup of methane gas in our atmosphere. Meanwhile, most scientists who are doing actual science are telling us we need to make changes now before it becomes far too late. Yet, the right-wing conservatives who are largely in the pocket of the oil and coal industries have gone so far as to criticize the Olympics for running a climate change ad during the opening ceremony this year. As I mentioned, I have children and I'm sure one day they will have children. I want my children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and all to follow to be able to walk outside without respirators and chem suits. Meanwhile, Trump's economic plan, which he claims will greatly benefit the American middle class, is actually just a ploy to help America's top 1%. In it, taxes for the poor to middle class actually remain largely the same, while the top 1% and large corporations will get a huge tax break. Trump claims these breaks will create new jobs which will help our economy, but time and again I have seen such tax breaks do nothing but make the wealthy wealthier. And this touting on about getting rid of the estate tax, again, this is something that benefits Trump and people like him. 
not the average American citizen that doesn't inherit enough from an estate to have to even file estate taxes. In watching the primaries, I have witnessed Donald Trump bring out the worst of humanity, revealing something very disturbing about the Republican Party. Trump received more votes in the primary than any Republican nominee in history while being a while, while being a and being supported by blatant racists, sexists, homophobes, isolationists, and more. The fact that such a large number of these people exist in the Republican Party today is alarming. Yet, that is not the norm in America, and now that Trump is lagging behind in the general election polls, I have witnessed, become, I have witnessed Trump adopt the same old tactics used by Republican politicians since I've been alive. Believe me, he may not have been a politician when he started this thing, but he certainly is now. Still, I have seen on several message boards that Trump is the right man to make America great again because he is not a status quo politician. Now, I agree that we do need a change from the status quo to lead our country into the uh, uh, second, or sorry, the middle and second half of the 21st century. Trump is not that guy simply because he is not a politician. Voting for Donald Trump because he isn't a politician is like using a hammer to cut a board because it's not a screwdriver. The American Loyalist Podcast is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. I am proud to serve the American people rather than corporate, investor, or special interests. You will never hear a sponsored advertisement on the American Loyalist, but if you would like to support media unpolluted by big money, you can do so at patreon.com slash American Loyalist. You can follow me on Twitter at a loyalist pod. Thanks for listening.